adding something like the newbie where you can, you know, affect positively the nervous system. And now we're finding out the autonomic nervous system as well, the operating system behind our bodies. I mean, you can get a 10 X multiplier based on the already amazing skills you had, let alone, you know, training younger therapists that are good for your ethos of your practice. And now you can kind of scale your practice. So. If you've ever asked yourself, how can I get better clinical outcomes for my patients? Then this is the podcast for you. Welcome to the Rehab Links Secrets to Success podcast, where I will be interviewing experts and teaching you how to access the best technologies, strategies, resources, and solutions so you can get the best outcomes that your patients deserve. Thanks for joining me. Now on to the show. Welcome, everyone, to the Rehab uh, Links Secrets to Success podcast. I'm Lisa Chase, your host, and I am very excited to have Jason Waz join us this morning. Jason and I have known each other, what, you think about 10 years, Jason? I was preparing for this interview, and I'm thinking closer to 15. But yeah, yeah. I was, I was like, I wasn't sure if it was 10 or 15. So Jason and I are colleagues. Uh, Jason is a physical therapist, and he owns uh, Competitive Edge Physical Therapy, as well as New PT Tech. And we were actually introduced by Dr. Tambay a while back, right? And, um, and from that, you know, we developed this relationship. He has a clinic in Tampa. I have one in St. Petersburg, Florida, and we have been sharing, you know, our kind of clinical pearls and strategies and different technologies that have really helped improve our outcomes with our patients. And he uh, introduced me to the newbie, which I know he's going to talk about today, which is a really great technology. So I'm super excited to have you on the show. And so let's hear a little bit about your background, about you know you and your 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 two businesses, really. Yeah, I think uh, one of the things about you and I and why we hit it off so well, um, I think initially we met like when I was introduced to the FMS and SFMA. Right. Uh, and then I took a course from you, uh, you know, my team took a course from you. And I think one of the common themes that we both have in our philosophy of practice is never settling for the status quo. Right. Yeah. And you see all these practices out there that are looking for the next shiny object and you can't just get a shiny object and have a bunch of shiny objects in your practice yeah. and expect it to work. I mean, you have to go through a vetting process and make sure it works on yourself first. I mean, you and I are probably the biggest guinea pigs for anything that we have in our practice, <laughs> right? Exactly. Uh, and uh, so it's really that never settle for the status quo. And, and your practice being a cash-based practice, I mean, you have to live by that, right? But a lot of the problems that I've had in my practice early on, uh, because we're kind of a hybrid practice where we take some insurance, but not a lot, is uh, and I'm seeing this all over the country, having had the privilege of working with hundreds and hundreds of clinics across the country now with the technology that we're going to discuss. Uh, but a lot of practice owners, especially in private practice, have a lot of the same issues. Um, how do you get quick results, right? In the first or second visit, you have to get that aha moment. And that's kind of easy if you're the practice owner, you're the one with the most experience, education, training, you know, learning like yourself and myself a bit. But 
Yeah, a problem that I'm seeing is how you scale that, right? How do you scale that with a bunch of Lisa Chases or a bunch of Jason Wazes in your practice, both from practical being able to afford really, really talented people yeah. <laughs> to being able to get those quick results and to really be able to get the patients that only want to see you off of your schedule and onto another, you know, maybe junior clinician schedule uh, to be able to scale your practice. But it has to start with getting amazing results, just like they would have had with you. So yeah. You know, my practice, CEP, was in business for 10 years. I've been a PT for 27 years. So I was kind of thinking about this podcast and how where I, I wanted to go with it or where you wanted me to go with it. I'm thinking, like, yeah. how much time you got? We got 27 years of history. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Uh, 10 years, you know, 17 years of history in my practice and now five to seven years of history in developing this technology company called New PT Tech, which is my secondary business where... Yeah, you know, we kind of bring, uh, we vet, we do clinical trials and we bring emerging technology into the PT space. And I was lucky enough to be looking hard enough and to be told about the newbie device that you mentioned back in 2017 when it was first FDA cleared. And um, that one device treatment philosophy, we'll call it, because it's more than just an e-stim machine for those of you that know a little bit about it. Uh, but that one device, and also the second thing was uh, hiring a, a really talented business coach and Brian Gallagher, uh, teaching me how to be a CEO of my company and not just be you know a slave to my practice like many of us are in private practice. Those two components, adding that one piece of technology, training my staff how to use it, allowed me to scale my practice. Uh, and, uh, you know, since 2017, you know, I'm happy to say that we've been extremely successful, both in continuing to get amazing outcomes, but also being able to, I, I doubled my practice three times in the last five years because of adding those two components, learning how to be a good CEO and having a piece of technology that could train really good people, really good DPTs, but they're inexperienced and they're maybe new out of school and how to get that aha factor. And I mean, you have a lot of experience, you know, with using the newbie and yeah. um, now using heart rate variability technology, which we can touch on. But uh, uh, one of the problems with bringing new technology into a practice like yours, and you're a pretty early adopter of the newbie was you're very experienced. And you're probably thinking, man, I, I already get really good results. Why do I need something else? But I mean, you could probably share some of your experiences where it's just really adding something like the newbie where you can, you know, affect positively the nervous system and now we're finding out the autonomic nervous system as well the operating system behind our bodies i mean you can get a 10x multiplier based on the already amazing skills you had let alone you know training younger therapists that are good for your ethos of your practice and now you can kind of scale your practice so that's a lot <laughs> that's a lot yeah. of spitballing on the intro but uh yeah if you want to kind of dive into some of the other stuff uh i mean one other thing that we could probably touch on is uh my practice was a very boutique practice. Like we had very famous, like anybody would know the sports clients that we had in the first 10 years of practice. But again, they only wanted to see me. So I literally, if I, my, my worst fear was if I ever go down, my practice is shutting down, right? <laughs> how do I, you know, like, how do I package what I can do and get the same results from other therapists, you know? And so, uh, you know, we actually, last year in 2022, uh, my practice won an award as one of the fastest growing businesses in the entire world as a Gator alumni, I went to University of Florida. So University of Florida has this program called the Gator 100, where they take all of their alumni and certain ones are nominated to, you know, ha who have a successful growth in their business. And uh, last year we won that award for my CEP practice. And we, I'm 
also proud or maybe sad to say that we were the only medical practice out of the top 100 entrepreneurs businesses in the wow. whole gator nation that was there and it was just kind of an amazing thing so we went from like a boutique practice that was only me fast forward three years after that adding technology adding a way to become a good ceo uh, into being one of the fastest growing, you know, Gator alumni businesses in the world, which was like, wow, really? <laughs> yeah, I saw that. That's amazing. Well, yeah. you're right. Like you've just unpacked a ton of information. So firstly, I think like what you said about becoming a good CEO. So if they're private practice owners that are listening, that's probably one of our biggest challenges, right? Working in our practice versus on our practice. And both Jason and I, uh, you know, have have done Brian's course, uh, his CEO course. And then I also have worked with a variety um, of coaches like Greg Todd and Darren Hardy. And honestly, really learning how to be a good CEO is the first step. And so getting, you know, these, you know, uh, like you said, you know, staff members and trying to teach them, you know, all the different skills that takes time. And so I love bringing the newbie on because not only did it kind of supercharge and, you know, make even better, you know, great, you know, response even better. Um, but it was something that I could teach my staff and they could get amazing results within the one, you know, first session. So first, just talk about the newbie and kind of what it does and, and how you've seen that, you know, impacting your practice and practices around the country. Yeah, a little quick history. I'll try to be brief with this, but, uh, I was introduced to the newbie back at the end of 2017 when it was just getting uh, FDA cleared. Uh, one of our satellite locations was in a gym owned by a pretty famous bodybuilder and educator. Um, can I please pause for a second? My light needs a new battery. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's, it's flickering, so I may need to change that. So anyway. That's okay. Don't worry about it. Uh, you can so, see it on the podcast. Uh, so Ben said, hey, you should try this device. I, I know you kind of you know, want to look at the newest and the best. So I heard about this newbie device. And so um, I, I looked up NewFit and called Garrett, uh, called the NewFit number. And Garrett, the inventor, scientist, founder of the company, answered the phone. <laughs> He's <laughs> like, hey, uh, uh, Ben told me to call you. And, you know, and so I, I thought enough about it, had enough potential in the PT world that I flew to Austin two weeks later, spent you know four or five days with Garrett and his team. I was in one of his first live trainings and I was one of the only physical therapists in his live training. It, it, mostly at that time, there were biohackers and, you know, uh, trainers and, you know, and people like that, that were in the course. And uh, Garrett gets to the point where he's talking about the nervous system. And, you know, he talks about how the newbie biases, the fastest afferents, the Golgi tendon organ and the muscle spindle. And he goes, Jason, you're, you know, one of the main medical people in this course, you know, can you explain the Golgi tendon organ and the muscle spindle? And I've been in PT school 30 years ago. Like, uh, I know what they do, Burrito Supreme. Like, I, I, I'm thinking I'm going to confuse them. <laughs> and so I had to go back and relearn the neuroscience and the and all that and teach people. But basically, what, you know, what we did is we brought the newbie into my practice. And uh, we were the first PT on the planet to bring it into a PT practice at the beginning of 2018. And I was just like, this has enough potential basically on what I saw in a brief time in Garrett's facility in Austin, Texas, that we're going to give this a shot and see what happens. And like a lot of things that we bring on as physical therapists, we see something new at a CEU course. So we go to a conference and, you know, we get it, you know, we spend a lot of money on it and we might use it on 10% of our patients, but we're the only one that uses it. None of our other staff wants to use it. So I had to kind of go through all that. So what I did is I just 
taught people the process of mapping, finding hot spots on the patient where you can find two spots with 100% certainty. Uh, and, uh, and then you could just do the same movement that you're going to do with the patient anyway. Uh, and you get like a 10 X multiplier. So in the first quarter of adding the newbie, I looked at Q1 of 2018 versus Q1 of uh, 2017 and my number of referrals and visits had doubled. And that's just from word of mouth of being able to use this on other patients and they get that aha factor. But so we went through the process of developing protocols and, uh, you know, finding best uses. And really, um, I knew I wanted to spread the word to, you know, stand on the top of the highest mountain and spread the word to other physical therapists. But I knew it was very new. So how do you do that? Um, one thing is it has to be super simple to use. You have to get results quickly. Uh, and really, in order for it to be effective uh, in the long term, you have to be able to use it on 90% of your patients, right? Mm -hmm. um, use some of these other things. I won't name other modalities or other things that you could use, but there's things out there that you could buy for 40 grand, right? Yeah. <laughs> and it could be used on an inflammatory tendon condition, which isn't the majority of your patients. And then if you try to transfer that into a cash-based program, you might be able to charge somebody 30 to 50 bucks to have them apply this device to themselves and come in and do that. So the newbie solves all those problems. You could use it on 100% of your patients besides the three basic contraindications for a normal eSIM, right? Right. And you get like a 10X multiplier just by doing the mapping process, which takes five minutes, and then just doing the same movement. So what I have developed is specific training for physical therapists to be able to utilize this to where it's easy for them to use. It doesn't make their life any more difficult when they utilize it because you just spend five minutes doing the mapping process. You put the electrodes on the patient. And then you do the same movement that you were going to do anyway. And most of the time you get like a 10 X multiplier of what you were going to do. It just basically yeah. somehow magically like fixes the movement dysfunction. <laughs> you know, uh, there's more science behind it, but you know, that's a whole six hour course. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I can say, you know, I uh, adopted the newbie. I think it was in 2019 when you introduced it to me. And to me, like a lot of the stuff that, you know, that we do in the exercise course, you know, and teaching muscle energy is all about making a change in the nervous system. And so I loved how it partnered like with manual therapy and exercises you were already doing. Right. And right. then, you know, you taught me, okay, just keep it simple. Just do the mapping process. Don't try to think too much about it. Let the machine find the hot spots. And then like rebooting a computer, you're rebooting the nervous system. And all of a sudden, people have less pain. People are able to move. So it's such a beautiful compliment for those therapists that are out there that do a lot of hands-on manual therapy and exercise. It is just such a great compliment. So um, yeah, I, I love it. So it's a, it's an absolute great technology. And then <clears throat> several years later, you introduced me to heart rate variability. So talk a little bit about heart rate variability and how that's improving your results. Yeah, we started to notice because we're in Tampa and we work with a lot of the military for McDill and, you know, McDill Air Force Base has, uh, JSOC and, you know, all the special forces are controlled out of McDill. So you get a lot of the, I would just say aging special forces that are still in it, but they're kind of doing more administrative, but they have kind of a, a, a stay at McDill. And so we would get, we would get a lot of them referred for treatment. And uh, a lot of them would be wearing a wearable heart rate variability, whether it's an aura ring or a Fitbit. And early on with utilizing the newbie, <clears throat> we started noticing through uh, using a, actually switching gears here, a PEM, PEMF device that we also utilize had a rudimentary HRV monitoring device that you put on their finger. And so we would see after newbie treatments that 
their HRV would be generally much better for the next three days after you did a newbie treatment. And so a few of them would say, Hey, look at my aura ring readings. I, you, you kicked my butt on the newbie, you know, yesterday and the next today, tomorrow, and the next day, my HRV reading was like an exponential rise, kind of like the mountain climber on prices, right? When he's going up, <laughs> you know, lady, you know, uh, but, uh, and so I was like, huh, that's interesting. So, you know, you put it in the memory banks and you kind of look for it, you know, see if it's a trend and that's how we develop protocols. That's how we develop things. And so I started noticing it more and more and more every single newbie treatment, similar trends. So this is at the end of 2018. So I'm thinking, huh, maybe I should start writing this down. And, and I joke with people when I do my teaching and my training now, I say, you know, for all the, the uh, those of us, when we were a young therapist, how many of us got yelled at by a doctor? And we deviated from a protocol and they called our boss saying, I'm never going to send you another patient again, unless you do ultrasound every day on my patient <laughs> for the first two weeks. And so that's not what a protocol should be. A protocol should be, you, you do something a thousand times and it kind of works pretty good. 900 times you start writing things down. So that's my impression. It's not meant to be not changed. It's not meant to be not improved upon when people are using it more, but it's just a starting point for people to kind of, so we started writing down, uh, baseline heart rate variability, whatever the intervention was, post-intervention heart rate variability. So we looked at regular physical therapy, regular exercise, using the newbie with a treatment, using the newbie for strength, using the newbie for master reset, which is an autonomic nervous system reset, using PEMF and not the newbie at all. And what we noticed, and we did about 400 pre and post patient trials at the end of 2018. And this was the start of my you know clinical research hat, you know, yep. uh, I'm by no means a research writer and a, a peer reviewed researcher, but I do clinical research to see if things work and to be able to pass those on to others. So, you know, we noticed that the newbie master reset, which is the vagus nerve reset, um, was ranked close to the top of the highest interventions that positively affected, um, heart rate variability. And we'll talk more about how that affects the autonomic nervous system, but generally speaking, Low heart rate, rate variability means somebody's in a sympathetic fight or flight mode, stress response. Yep. High heart rate variability generally means that they're more parasympathetic, rest and digest, more healthy. Uh, but a healthy autonomic nervous system should be able to quickly switch between you know, sympathetic, parasympathetic and be adaptive. But we noticed with certain treatments, the newbie being one of them, that it, it, it just by chance, we noticed it was improving the autonomic nervous system. But I didn't have a way besides the wearables, which are good to show trends for heart rate variability. I didn't have a way to really clinically track very specifically what was going on. We just knew trends. So I was introduced by another PEMF rep, uh, a uh, heart rate variability device that you now have, but we've evolved it for the physical therapy market, which is really a clinical diagnostic tool, a clinical assessment tool, where you put these ECG clips on the patient's wrist it measures 300 heartbeats, 300 peaks are our intervals on the ECG, and it plugs it into 13 or 14 different algorithms from biological age to how sympathetic dominant are you to what are your energy reserves to what is your neurohumoral, you know, balance, the ability of your endocrine system to manage, you know, be managed effectively. And so we're now using this and incorporating it as a part of our standard operating procedure for every patient that comes through the door. Uh, we get a baseline HRV reading and we relate that to their optimal health uh, and how can we help them better if we can optimize their nervous system in addition doing in addition to doing the traditional physical therapy. And uh, it's really the, the closest to immediate evidence-based practice that I could think of. Like again, skilled therapists can do uh, intervention, do a MOBE, 
retest? Is it stronger? Is it, you know, more mobile? Um, how do you scale that to the most powerful thing that helps us heal properly, which is our nervous system and heart rate variability is the key. So, you know, we redeveloped with the manufacturer of this HRV system, a protocol, an onboarding process, uh, how to read reports, how to write reports using this clinical-based HRV system to use it as an evidence-based practice. And with the thousands of therapists we're now working with across the country, uh, you know, we're really able to utilize it to um, help with uh, them deliver an optimal health message. We used to call it wellness, but now optimal health is the proper term, in my opinion, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but uh, to develop an optimal health message. And a lot of them are able to convert people who think they're coming in for physical therapy and they are into long-term optimal health clients and no longer patients, right? And so it helps deliver that message, but more importantly, it helps develop uh, evidence-based practice because if their heart rate variability at the beginning of the session is bad, you're not going to push them with a lot of high intensity activity. It's going to make it worse, especially with MS or any of these neurological conditions. Yeah. That's in burnout mode. You're not going to want to push them, right? (laughs) If it's really good, you could beat the crap out of them and know they're going to be okay. So it really helps with evidence-based practice. And you could probably talk to that a little bit more. Yeah, no, we we kind of did the same when you introduced it to me. Um, I bought it because, you know, I knew right away that it was going to be hugely valuable to my patients in my practice. And we did a similar study, you know, where we had, you know, various technologies, including Newbie that we used. And we all measured ourselves and then did a different intervention. And, you know, definitely Newbie Master Reset is, you know, at the top. But just making that connection has really made a big impact on outcomes because, you know, if somebody has, you know, really low heart rate variability, like you said, it's super hard to push them and um, it's hard to get them out of pain. So sometimes just resetting the nervous system and doing a few master resets helps to get you better results because all the manual therapy and the lasers and all these things, yes, can help. But if somebody's nervous system is out of balance and that heart rate variability is low, it's much harder and they're not getting good sleep and they don't have good energy. And the majority of our patients come in and they complain of all those things. Right. Right. So, um, so it's a great tool. And I, I really, um, yeah, I think it's um, super, super helpful. And, and something like the master reset for the with the newbie, uh, you'd think if you didn't know better, you're just putting a TENS unit in the back of their neck and the other pads on their feet and they're just laying there. But if you could show them their heart rate variability is exponentially improving within one 20 minute session, you should be sleeping better. You should be having less brain fog. You should be arguing with your spouse less for no reason. You know, you're going to have less road rage, whatever it is, you're going to you be able to think more clearly. Uh, you know, it makes it, meaningful for a treatment that we know works and sometimes you know with patients if uh especially the ones that aren't getting better in a a way that we normally see even as skilled therapists we know we pretty much know how many sessions we should be able to help that patient in and if they're not getting better we better look elsewhere refer them out or whatever right but if you have this heart rate variability tool you could see sometimes you stop a treatment that is effective before you take it to fruition because you know patients are you know impatient sometimes especially if they're paying out of pocket and as a therapist you're like well i don't want to keep doing something that could be potentially making them worse but if you have this tool where you can take a snapshot looking into their nervous system their autonomic nervous system yep know that you're moving in the right direction because you're making small change and show them that i joke a lot and it's not really a joke sometimes as therapists you know there's a fork in the road and we're especially an outpatient we're the last like layer that could potentially help this person 
break through and live a life that they're happy, they're healthy, they're pain-free. But if you get to the point where they don't continue on that path and you don't know you're going on the right path, they just stop. And you may have been two weeks away from helping them live a life that's like amazing, but now they're going to be in pain the rest of their life and just be miserable. So it's a super powerful tool. I'm getting goosebumps talking about because I've never <laughs> been able to look into their nervous system. I'm not like, yeah. you, know, uh, you know, somebody who can look into the future. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? no, I mean, I agree. I think it has been, um, it's, it's a great, great tool. And that kind of leads into the next question. And we may have already answered it, but I'm curious to see if you have any other thoughts, but what are kind of three tips that you can give our listeners that you have either seen in your own clinical practice or practices, you know, all the practices that you worked with around the country that are helping to get the best clinical outcomes? Yeah. Um, I'll go back to just a very general, very super simplistic tip. And uh, I was part of this neuro group with all the top neuro minds in therapy talking about how to use the newbie for MS and stuff like this. A little side note real quick. And uh, I was introduced by the moderator as, and she kind of knew me from some of the training that I do and some of the con ed and stuff, but didn't really know me personally. She's like, well, Jason is one of these physical therapists who they were able to take a super complex concept and make it sound really simple. I'm like, wait a minute, was that an underhanded <laughs> insult or is that a compliment? <laughs> that's a compliment. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, yeah. And so uh, that's the thing, like the 90-10 rule, right? You got to be able to get it through to 90% of the people. But one of my professors and one of the things I remember vividly from PT school at University of Florida back in the early 90s was, uh, his name is Paul Listeo. Uh, he was an ortho hand, you know, professor. And everybody was stressed out because when you learn about the neuro and hand, those are the two most complex concepts, I think, in TT school, learning how the hand works and learning like the neuro. The neuro. But uh, he's like, you know, physical therapy, he's like, everybody chill out. Physical therapy isn't tough, right? And for all the young therapists, and sometimes we need to take a look at this, even with the older therapists and then the concepts of the simplicity of the newbie. Like if it's weak, you strengthen it. If it's tough, you stretch it if it's unstable you stabilize it you're like that's it if you do those three things you're going to be a good physical therapist and number two rule don't be a jerk to your patients because if they like you they'll never sue you if they don't like you they'll find a reason to sue you <laughs> those are the two <laughs> tips from pt school but you know that's that's the thing it just keep it simple when you use technology it has to be simple it has to be reproducible it has to be easy to bring on and, and we're all busy we all have like you know stress in our lives you never know what the next person's going through and as a physical therapist we deal with people's problems all the time so sometimes we have to hold it in because we have to help these people on a daily basis but just keep it super simple and if you can get that aha factor by keeping it super simple which is why technology is so amazing uh you know your your life's going to be easier you're going to get really good outcomes and if you're a practice owner you're going to be able to scale a practice like i did three years ago and i haven't seen a patient probably in two years, not because I don't love patient care, but because I'm training and reaching out to thousands of other therapists across the country. So my value and my, uh, you know, worth is to be able to extend my hands and my knowledge to help other people's hands help others. And so that's point number two is as physical therapists, you know, it's one of the most amazing professions in the world. Not most of us, you know, aren't going to become millionaires being physical therapists, but if we can help each other, help others, and we can kind of develop a practice and a, and a kind of a life path to where we can have a good life, you know, work-life balance, you know, we could be uh, comfortable. You should never feel ashamed to be making good money in this field. 
if you have a best product and then you do your best work, I mean, don't be ashamed to also, you know, make money and make a profit, <laughs> right. you know, what I mean? whether you're a staff therapist, like we have a, we have a hybrid model and a pay for performance model at my practice where I have new yep. grads that are making close to six figures because it's pay for performance. They could be yep. as busy as they want, as long as they're getting good outcomes or following our standard operating procedures, they're, you know, being good, you know, people in society, you know? Yeah. You could do that. You know, your base pay isn't going to be six figures. Your base pay is going to probably be a little bit less than the average person makes, but you're going to be seeing fewer patients, but you're going to be getting good outcomes if you do that. You know what I mean? So just be, share your, share your tools with others. And the other thing is get a mentor. Like you don't know what you don't know, whether it's Lisa, whether it's myself, whether it's Brian Gallagher, you know, uh, whether it's Garrett, who I think, in, you know, you're going to have on soon that invented yep. the newbie, but get yep. somebody, a mentor or a business coach or an advisor isn't somebody that's that much smarter than you. They've usually had more opportunity to fail and they probably failed thousands of times more than you ever have. Yeah. And they've taken that knowledge and tried to pass it on to the next, <laughs> the next people coming behind them to help them not fail and to help them avoid those pitfalls. And it wasn't until I was 10 years in practice that I got that mentor. Uh, you know, I thought I knew how to run a business. I worked for select and I knew all about KPIs and how to, I, run the, the the statistical side of a business, but I didn't know how to get out of my own way. You know, if you have the mindset of, well, I'll hire somebody once I'm busy enough, or, you know, um, I really can't afford to buy a newbie. I'll do it next year. You know, I, there's this common saying uh, that I think Garrett uh, from NewFit posted a couple of years ago, and it really resonated with me. It's day one or one day you decide. So yeah. if you're not where you want to be, if your practice isn't where you want to be, if your outcomes aren't where you want to be, think about it. Don't make it one day. One day I'll take that training. One day I'll hire a consultant. One day I'll hire that therapist so I can scale my practice. One day I'll add that piece of technology to improve my practice. When you decide it's day one, you're going to, you're going to excel and you're going to succeed. So kind of, you know, the most successful people are the ones that could think about things, digest things, make a decision and act on them. Yes. But if you don't have a mentor who can give you a good plan, you may act on them incorrectly. So all those pieces are important. So, uh, you know, we have continuing ad and, and I take calls every week. I take about 10 calls a week from people that are just inquiring about the newbie or inquiring about, Hey, how would I have a hybrid practice? Or, you know, do you have a practitioner that does dry needling with the newbie? Well, yeah, Lisa does, or, you know, Angie McGillivray does, or, you know, yeah. You know, whoever, you know, and, and we, we connect people and we do it, you know, out of the love for wanting to advance the profession. We don't ask for a consulting fee to talk to somebody for a half hour on the phone. Right. And that's kind of yeah. like the biggest message is let's help each other, help others, but don't be afraid to try new things and don't be able, afraid to try new things that show really good clinical outcomes. If they haven't had time to get a hundred peer reviewed research yet, <laughs> articles yet, you know? Yeah, absolutely. No, I, I know. And I remember, you know, after you did Brian's course, you and I were talking, I remember we had, we had lunch in Tampa. I came and chat with you and you're like, you just have to go do this CEO training, you know? And that's kind of straight, like you kind of, you know, kicked me in the butt and said, okay, look, you need to get a coach. And that's kind of when I started my journey on leadership training, being a better CEO, learning, you know, the different models to help the practice grow myself, you know, create more balance and to help my therapist. You know, I want, if we do well as business owners, we want our patients to do well and we want our staff to do well. So um, I can totally echo that. I think getting a mentor 
and just never, never, you know, settling and just always wanting to learn, which is, yeah. you know, you and I have in common. So, yeah. When you, when you think you know it all, you better kind of check yourself, right? <laughs> My yes. first facility, and I was way overstretched. We had a 6,600 square foot facility with me and one other therapist for like five I remember. Years. You know, and, and there was one quote we had on the wall, and I think it went, experience is a hard, experience is a hard teacher because she gives the test first and the lesson afterwards, or, I mean, uh. and the answer afterwards, right? They give, you know, and so it's like, uh, you, you can only get experience by having experience, but you, you can't ever be thinking you're so smart that you don't have time to try new things or to continue to learn. And that's what I love about working with you and a lot of the colleagues that you've introduced me to and, you know, working with people like Brian is, is never think you're so smart that you or, or know it all because there's always more things to learn so yeah so true well um so we're almost out of time but i wanted to see if there were there was any kind of value or anything that you wanted to offer to our audience that you know we can also put in the show notes um, so just wanted to give you an opportunity if there's, you know, if somebody, you know, obviously, you know, how they can reach you and, yeah. um, get, yeah, I think you'll have the email and phone number and all that in the notes. Yep. Right. So, uh, new, uh, we talked a lot about my practice, but my practice is really just like a think tank. It is an acting practice for the things that we develop through new PT tech. So, uh, new PT tech.com look at where Lisa has it spelled. So it's not spelled like you think, Yeah, it's <laughs> uh, not. It, you know, but we have, we currently have, uh, four continuing ed courses with the newbie and HRV. And, uh, you know, uh, we have two more that are going to be coming before the end of the summer. If you want to just get introduced to these things, we've developed and we're continuing to develop a program and protocol for long COVID, which is, you know, the next public health crisis, you know, up to 30% of people who have had COVID are, basically close to disability because of the, the effects of long COVID and utilizing heart rate variability to give these patients uh, a baseline that they've never seen. Why are they feeling like they're feeling? It's the first diagnostic test they've ever seen that shows them why they're feeling like they're feeling. And then using some of the technology we've talked about to do interventions that immediately helps improve their biological batteries. So we do have a program for long COVID. Uh, and if you're just thinking about bringing technology, um, and, you know, such as the newbie or heart rate variability, or you just want to talk about, hey, how can I differentiate my practice? You know, can you give me information? Uh, should I call Brian or any of these other consultants to, you know, you know, just reach out to me and I'd be happy to do a complimentary. You know, usually it's we book the calls for an hour and they usually go an hour. I'm happy to give my time. That's kind of what I've been fortunate enough. You know, it's one of these things where I don't have to, but I get to, right? It's it's an I get yeah. to mindset. Yes. Uh, and I love talking to practitioners. It's never going to be a hard sell on any of the products we sell or represent. It's all it's always going to be like, hey, what are you currently doing, and how do I think it might be able to help your practice? But it's mostly just let me learn about you, and if if we could be of assistance, we're happy to. And like I said, we we're, we're doing that with over 200 clinics across the country now, right now, and over 5,000 therapists that we've worked with, and. Uh, getting better at doing the trials and the tribulations and the errors that we've made early on, even in this company, that's kind of being more perfected and more streamlined. So we could probably give you a direct answer on any questions you have. So, uh, at least as a good resource as well for, for any of that. Well, and I can definitely echo that because, you know, throughout the years you've introduced me 
to various things and it's never a hard sell. It's really, it comes from your heart. You know, you do the research, you test it on your patients and you get excited about it. You know, you're like, oh my God, like you, 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 I remember you came to my clinic with the newbie, you're like, you just have to get this. And, you know, and it's just giving such amazing results. And so, you know, I can tell you that over the years of working with Jason, that, you know, the stuff he's introduced me to, um, like when it came to the heart rate variability, I I barely, you know, I was like, I'm in, you know, because I know Jason's done the research. I know it's making, you know, improvement in his clinical outcomes. So um, he's a great resource if you want to take your practice and your outcomes to the next level. Uh, highly recommend you reaching out to him. We could do a whole nother podcast on just what are the steps you should take if you want to research your own new technology and your own product. I mean, it's just, there's a there's so much that goes on in the background before anybody in the public even sees it. And yeah. you've kind of, you know, you and a couple other clinics have helped me kind of beta test a lot of things as well. Yeah. So. Awesome. Well, then maybe we'll schedule a second podcast. There we go. <laughs> well, thanks so much for joining us today. This was great. Uh, got a lot of really valuable information. So until next time. We'll see you. Keep getting good outcomes. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Rehab Link's Secrets to Success. If you haven't already, please share this out so that more people can get access to Rehab Link's Secrets to Success. Now, if you would like to work with us and connect with my team, please go to www.rehablinksystems.com where you can find our free tools, online trainings, and many resources to help you get great clinical outcomes. We look forward to serving you. Until next time.